0: Hold up.
1: What's going on, guys? Angel Telemontis here with Quick Leads Local, and this is your local business spotlight podcast. I'm with my co-host, Troy, along with Chris Fellerman of the Chris and Christy group. Troy?
2: All right. Thanks a lot, Angel. And uh, yeah, very excited today to introduce Chris Fellerman. Chris, thanks for being here.
1: It's my pleasure. In your office. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome.
2: And um, yeah, Chris is one of the top realtors in the entire state top 2% probably. And um, would you mind just telling us a little bit about your team and about you actually to start, Chris? Sure. Your story?
0: Yeah. Well, we're a Minneapolis and St. Paul based team. Um, We service the Twin Cities and the Brainerd Lakes area. And we're comprised of um, actually now a team of 10 and growing. Wow. Um, Here we're Our office is physically set in the Northwest suburbs, but we service all of the Twin Cities and Brainerd. Okay, thanks.
2: I think I kind of got ahead of myself a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about Chris Fellerman and how you got (laughs) into real estate.
0: How I got into real estate, well, I've been a real estate agent, realtor, we call it, since 2005, and prior to that, um, I was actually selling transportation. I was a corporate account executive for FedEx. And, I mean, that was a great job because as you guys are doing podcasts, right, you're meeting all different types of industries and individuals. I got the same opportunity when I was selling for FedEx. I got to talk to all sorts of companies and industries and got to know a lot about business and the inner workings of a customer service department, of a um, transportation department of an accounting department. It's it's funny that like transportation touches all parts of a business, of course. And I kind of correlate that to real estate because real estate it touches all parts of a family. It yeah. really does. the The emotions, so much. the anxiety, the um, the happiness, the growth of a family, the a marriage. Investments, I mean, you talk about investments setting up that last stage of mm-hmm. life. It's really encompassing. Sure. And so there was a lot of similarity. So around that 2005 time period, I realized in corporate America that I didn't want to climb the ladder of corporate America. Right. And I saw a transition because I was exposed to it of real estate having that similar um, correlation, but I also saw it as an opportunity that um, I could actually work side by side with someone in an intimate um, arena, and I really wanted to pursue that. Absolutely.
2: So then you went all in on it, or did you kind of ease into it, or?
0: I kind of eased into it. Yeah, and I was um, kind of moonlighting um, as a real estate agent, Uh, I don't suggest that nowadays, right? But it worked for me in terms of I was at FedEx for a couple years while I transitioned into real estate full time.
2: Now you're absolutely killing it. And for the people watching today and um, on our Facebook Live, please, if you have questions, type them in the the comments and we'll get some expert advice here from Chris, so. But um, going back to team, team is so important. It's a big trend these days in the real estate right industry. And you said you have a team of 10 and I've met most of them. They're amazing, amazing people. Would you mind uh, talking a little bit about the roles on your team and then the people that fill those roles?
0: Sure I can. And I do want to talk about that. And I want to take one step back on why a team, at least for us, no doubt. And I think both Christy and I, what we saw when we came together in marriage and now we were both real estate agents as we came together. Mm -hmm. Uh, is I saw in her, when she was handling a client, I I saw a difference in the way that I handled uh, helping a person sell a home or helping a person buy a home. And a light bulb clicked on for both of us. And that was that that customer experience was coming out in a different way, right? And um, what we decided was, Well, certain people might be matched up better given my personality and my talents Mm -hmm. with me versus with my wife. Sure. And so we saw that specializing in certain aspects of our business would be a benefit for our clients. Yeah,
2: absolutely. It's um, John Gordon Energy Bus. Have you read that book? We have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We
0: read it as a team.
2: Oh, there you go. Because it's not only about getting on the bus, right? Right. What seats you're on the bus are just as important.
0: So That's right. And so um, our team is compromised of um, Michael Hurley. Um, Michael Hurley's a great teammate in the fact that he's kind of that director of first impressions. I mean, we have a lot of people that um, are exploring selling a home, buying a home, and need that first introduction into who to talk to on our team. Mm-hmm. And Michael takes care of that. And places them in the right um, uh, person within the group um, I'm just kind of going around the office in my head well there's me and um, I lead the team um, I also um, help our expansion efforts in the Brainerd area we yeah, also, definitely
2: want to talk about that later, too.
0: That's yeah, nice we, we have Christy, who does a lot of leading as well, and she is um, in kind of an operational role and human resources role as well, um, and a visionary. Uh, she is great at plugging in and finding um, what we might feel inside is the next step as a team. Um, she explores it, finds it, makes it happen. Uh, Brian Erlinson on our team, Brian um, is kind of the glue factor. Um, and he's an unsung hero that becomes a hero to a lot of our clients and they it resonates with them. When we get our reviews on Zillow and stuff, a lot of them talk about Brian. Brian handles it when it goes under contract until the time it closes. Mm-hmm. Okay, And so he handles inspections and works with title companies and loan officers. And when you're building a new home with us, he works with the builders and the designers and making sure that that whole process flows. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Dane Jensen. We have Joe Clements. We have Daryl Bonderson. And we have Jill Erlandson. Wow. Those 4 You've added to some people lately, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. And those four, they help people buying and selling homes. They are the... People that you might traditionally see as a real estate agent, right? So they're in the car They're they're negotiating They're making sure the paperwork is correct and in today's environment with multiple offers They're mm-hmm. making sure that when that's a home that you want that that's the home that you get uh, we have uh, shannon um shannon Helps uh, shannon starry, but shannon mm-hmm. is our director of operations and she makes sure that the operation runs smoothly Uh, We have Elena and Elena is our listing manager. So when you are listing your home with us, she's making sure that the whole process goes smoothly from the time that we um, sign the paperwork to go live until the time that it hits MLS. And even after it's on MLS calling for feedback, she makes sure that all that runs. Okay. And then we have Greg Bergen and Greg, um, He's our runner. So a lot of times there's sign riders that need to go up, come down, mm-hmm. lock boxes, and there's a special set of um, extraordinary circumstances that happen that he's here to assist our awesome. clients with too. All right, well thanks Chris. How do people find you? How do they find us? I know. Well, simple, we, right? we've got Facebook, right? No Facebook doubt. is a great way, social media. We have our website mm-hmm. um, and our phone number. Um,
2: well. basically Google Chris and Christie Group, right? Yep, and they'll be able to
0: find you. We do have a Google page. Yes, we do. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> that's amazing. So, from two thousand and five, when you started in two thousand and five, did you start by yourself? I did. You did, and what was the process like of building that team that you talked about that that golden team that helps you do everything well? You can you know work on your business. What was the process like of you building that team? Hmm.
0: Mm. Well, I, I think it came with experience, right? because sure. the the team didn't really form until 2013. okay, That's when that started. But from 2005 to 2013, it was failures upon failures, upon some successes, and that you know gave me the ability, the confidence, um, Christy as well to say, you know what we could lead agents. we could we could lead and grow this team that we have today. Mm-hmm.
2: No doubt. So for those people out there that are interested in selling or buying a home, why work with you and your team? Why is it better than working with just a one-off realtor that sells maybe five, 10 houses a year?
0: Hmm. Well, when I first started, I was that agent, right? Mm-hmm. right. <laughs> and I want them to work with me. And I think that, Anytime anyone puts such big trust in a sale of their largest asset or purchasing their largest asset, um, you want knowledge, you want experience. It's tricky out there with everything. And I'm learning daily, right? So there's new things that come out to me that I learn with daily. But I also think it comes down to trust. And um, trust comes, I, I don't know how we can define how trust comes. But I think trust comes also with the heart and where where your heart is at. And I know that with our team, our heart is driven so that at the end of this whole experience that you're going to go online and give us a five star review. Mm -hmm. Now, a five star review comes how?
2: It's doing everything right.
1: Impressing people. Right. Through great work, through gratitude, through helping somebody through the whole process. Right. Yeah.
0: And so every single day, that's why we're getting together as a team, why we might even be changing next week from where we are today, Mm -hmm. because certain experiences come up and you're uh, a lot of times it's that failure that says, we need to do this better. Oh, yeah.
2: And speaking of change, the market is crazy right now hmm things are changing all the time things like um, technology like Zillow and um, how are you guys adapting to the the market how crazy that is and some of the
1: technology. technology
2: some of the things that are trying to potentially cut agents out even I've heard how are you dealing with that
0: well it, I think a lot of it is plugging in and not being um, afraid of technology that is out there Technology has a part in it What we see though and this is within Keller Williams and um, our leader Gary Keller we're seeing that where the the industry is switching to a data Whoever wins the data and technology battle is going to win, Right, right. So you see a lot of acquisitions. Just to interrupt, that's
2: happening in insurance, too, with InsureTech. It's happening happening with every industry out there. Right. But, yeah, that was a great point.
0: And so we're very thankful that we are teamed up with Keller Williams, who recognizes that. Mm -hmm. But we also recognize the fact that you can't replace seeing a home in person. I've... Not met too many clients. There's maybe been one or two, but that's come through like a walking through a house Facebook Live for them before they pull the trigger because they're an out-of-town client. Right, we right. have had some purchases that way, working with out-of-state clients. But everyone that's here making, purchasing, selling real estate, you tangibly need to see it, to feel it. How does the yard look? How does it yeah. fit in the neighborhood? It, you can't replace that with technology. Impossible. Impossible. That's a good point.
2: And just your team in general, I mean, you don't, you have the empathy, you have the compassion, you meet people face to face, right? You know, right. You just don't get that over the internet.
1: No, you don't. No doubt, no doubt. No. So, if you guys have any questions, by the way, we have a top 2% realtor here, please ask him some questions, we'd love to hear it from you guys. Talking about Zillow, going on from that, Mm-hmm. We talk to a lot of realtors. Is there a bubble? Could you tell us a little bit about that? Are we in a bubble right now? There's so many people that have so many different opinions on this. What is your opinion, Chris Feller, on this alleged bubble?
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. If if we had a crystal ball, <laughs> right? Yes. And, and if you read the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book, it's a great book. Even if you're buying, selling, you're not a real estate agent, read it. But in there, it talks about can you predict the market? And we do an exercise, right? And I I, I take you, you know, we, we take a pen and we go up, you know, and then say we're at the top and you always miss it, right? So predicting the market, mm-hmm. it really can't be predicted. Right. What I'm seeing, what we're seeing as a team is, interest rates are still affordable. I, you took a look at the historical trend from the 1970s the fact that we're below 6% in interest rates it's historically great so that's leading to affordability the the inventory is tight right there there's not a lot of homes for sale the affordability homes are going very fast but i go back to when we had the disaster that we had in 2008 through 2011 and I think the one thing that I'll pay attention to is probably what's happening with lenders and the prequalification process and the loans that they're giving out based upon prequalifications uh-huh. back in 2008 through 2010, I kind of look like the market was built on quicksand. Okay. Because there you were getting no income, no doc supported loans. Mm-hmm. You just had to say, I make $120,000, I should be able to buy a $400,000 home. And they're like, oh, you do? Okay, great. Shake on it. <laughs> great. <laughs> now, the foundation with those kind of qualifications wasn't very solid. But you take a look at what's happened since the downturn in our recovery that started in 2012, 2013, is the qualification standards um, are very stringent. And I feel like we have a strong foundation for the market that we're in. So I don't see the fact of a lot of people walking away from their purchase. Right.
1: I have a question on here, by the way, for you from Britannia. Is the market still hot for buying homes right now? Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's all all she has to say. And another question. Well, when you compare it against rent,
0: it's, it's actually a great value. And you know, in in our research as a group, we we had this this interesting fact. Ponder this. Um, maybe Troy, I can uh, role play with you. But sure. Um, what is the wealth average wealth of a renter?
2: Um, net. What they have yeah. in savings?
0: No, just net wealth overall. Um,
2: twenty thousand dollars.
0: <laughs> no i don't remember the exact figure but i think it's closer to like five is it wow um that's what's the so what average do do wow, what's the average wealth of a homeowner um 250 it's
2: more yes. like
1: 80 80 i was gonna guess 50 okay. so we're, we're in the ballpark <laughs> right but wow but look it's at tires. but look at how look at the spread on that
0: mm-hmm. right isn't that, that somewhat let of a that story sink
1: in is wow. that because
2: just simply the equity or the people that buy homes the are smarter asset? with their money?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you're continuing to build equity, yes, and you have tax write offs and different things, but th- that that different mentality of owning a home versus renting it's a you're you're placing standards, you're you're placing a foundation, and I think that has a different sure. mental um, outlook that affects you.
2: Right? Yeah. Here's one. Example, it might be going out to eat. If you rent, I'm guessing you're not as happy to be in your rental apartment, so you go out to eat a lot more. Whereas if you have a home, you, you cook at home. You save money that way, right? Yeah. Small example, but
0: it Small example makes but sense. Applicable, yeah. No doubt.
1: Another question. How long is a home typically on the market before it sells in this market right now?
0: Well, I, I think that that really comes down to what town is it selling in? What price range is it selling in? Right now, the average in the Twin Cities market for average home sales price is getting closer to 260000 And for the most part, if it's a great home in that kind of price range, we'd call that the affordability price range. That's probably under 30 days and wow. probably is selling in multiple offers in the first sure. weekend. Now we get into some more like move up homes and different things, and depending upon what suburb you, we are seeing some extended um, days on market for some of those homes.
1: Okay. Another question came in as well. Awesome. Talking about a patio, if their house, if their home does not come with a patio, would building a pat a large patio increase the equity enough to cover the cost of the patio?
0: That's a really good question.
1: That is. That's that's in depth. <laughs>
0: well that's where actually sitting down with a real estate agent such as myself and having us come out to view the home against the comparables out there the example would be what if we're going out and we're taking a look at all of the comparables and the insides are the same the square footage is the same but all of those homes have a deck or an outside space but yours does not well It's then knowing how much would you be able to sell for the same amount if you had the patio or could you sell for the same amount without the patio? See, so sometimes with a lower priced home, lower priced home, let's say it's a $200,000 split level in Blaine, right? Those will fly off the shelf. If you have a deck or a patio, you might not get the return of spending the money on a patio, And those are the insights that we try as a group to pass along as selling agents to our clients. Our kind of rule of thumb is if you're going to invest because you're coming up to sell, you better be seeing a three time more return on what you're investing in to sell it. So if the budget is, well, I've got $1,200 is my budget to put towards improvements to sell the home, then we... Probably better be seeing thirty six hundred to five grand more in sales price for that type of investment.
1: Awesome! One more question from wow, Facebook Live. That's great. If They're coming in. We love it. Keep asking questions. We love it. Yep. Why wouldn't a person try to sell a home themselves if the market is so hot? Ooh, that's a good one. Man, that's a,
0: that's a good question. It it kind of comes down to the following. Um. My example is an example I use a lot. Now, you bought a wedding ring, right? Correct. Right. So, <laughs> so when you went to buy the wedding ring for your wife, did you? Go I almost, a jewelry I almost store? fainted. <laughs> a, there's a funny story behind that, but yes, I almost. <laughs> fainted. But when you walked into that jewelry store, you expected to pay a fair
2: price for that. Yeah, ring. absolutely. I went to um Shane company so they're not the cheapest place but right sometimes you don't uh, especially when it comes to a ring you don't
0: go for the, the absolute cheapest place no, that sells but but you went there there was a salesperson involved so you expected to pay a certain price of course now let's take that wedding ring that you bought for your wife that's now on your wife's finger right right i hope so <laughs> right but it's in the box right? it's in the original <laughs> packaging you've yeah. got the receipt you've got all of the clarifications for the diamond and the wedding band and everything else now you put that for sale at your garage sale sure that you're having do you expect to get the same price? no i'd probably expect half
1: right? if you're lucky yeah.
0: because there's not a salesperson involved right and that's what happens a lot of times when people try wow. to sell a home themselves what is the mentality of the buyer or investor that's buying a for sale by owner right? Yeah.
1: That the, as you can, you know,
0: wheel and deal. Yeah. Right. And the money that you're saving and I get it on commissions is the same money that the buyers coming in to try to save. Sure. True. And that convergence usually leads to right around seven to 10% on average that less that a for sale by owner is going to get in the sale of their home versus what having a professional agent market the home for them. And, and
2: there's so much less stress too, right? Yeah. I mean, doing it yourself, I could only imagine all the paperwork, all the legality No so on and so
0: forth. No, thankfully, you know, you have used us in the past and yep. on those purchases, you know, that after it's written, there's a lot of things that can come up. Like you're just talking about between that contract and closing that you want a professional to help you with mm-hmm. because there is a lot of exposure on these large purchases mm-hmm. during that time.
2: Yeah. And speaking of seller listings, it's the market, like I said before, is so crazy. And um, I want to talk to you about your listing book with, this thing is phenomenal. And I was lucky enough to sit down with Chris at an appointment with a client to sell their home. But before we get into that, I wanted to ask you, why are, is there such a lack of inventory still for, um, for houses for sale?
0: Boy. I wish I had that answer. (laughs) I have some thoughts. And, but the one thought that I, that predominantly comes in that when we're talking um, with our clients on is the fact that there is a fear that a client isn't going to be able to find a home after they sell. And I -hmm. think that's holding people back. Right. Of course. Um, I can tell you that we've never had someone sell their home and become homeless. Sure. So <laughs> it so, usually doesn't happen, but it does take sitting down and with our group and, and kind of going through, well, what does that look like? How do you avoid being homeless? How do I find the home mm-hmm. that is out there after I sell my home? And I think that is one fear that is prevalent for a lot of people looking to sell their home. Yeah.
2: Awesome. So yeah, just going, do you have a question, Angel? I don't
1: actually. Yeah, no to, doubt.
2: I really want you, Chris, to unpack the, um, the seller presentation that you you present when you're trying to list a home.
0: Okay. Well, the the seller book here was really put together, and I've I've found that you know there is the digital age, right? We're in the digital age on, here on Facebook, of course. But but when we we have a book, it is nice to feel it. It is nice to have this tactile thing as we sit down with our clients and. In it we're gonna kind of this is really to deal with the marketing of the home and the different techniques that we use to get your top dollar in today's market and in here though that I think we start off with that we feel is really really important and we go back to that trust factor is who are we what is our mission our vision and our values as a team yeah okay and if I could just read from it real quick our mission is to help people to help people build wealth stability through home ownership and the dream of home ownership absolutely okay and our vision is to dominate minnesota and homes sold and five star reviews so i kind of go back to that five star review because that is a validation that we delivered and i think most people um want it to be an experience that they didn't expect in a good way. Of course. (laughs) Right. And so that's what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, we're trying to create our vision is big opportunities for our team members. We understand today's and the millennials. We do believe that working is working, but through working, we want validation. We want opportunities. We want to deliver that. Okay. And the other is to give back to our community, our clients and our charities. So giving back is really, really important for us. And so you'll see through a lot of our events and a lot of what we do continually is finding opportunities to give back to the community. In I can't remember the pounds. We had a recent event for our past clients um, where, we, where we had them out to a movie. But along with the movie, they came in with donations for the care food shelf here locally to help kids out oh, throughout the great. summer. When um, they are not getting meals from the schools, but they still need food during the summer. Mm -hmm. Of course. And I think it was close to like 900 and some plus pounds that our clients brought to the event that we were able to deliver on their behalf. That was great.
1: What a great thing. What a great thing. I have a few more questions from Facebook even. So Chris, is it important to have an inspection prior to home buying and why? Um, No, (laughs) I'll explain that (laughs) now in
0: Minneapolis, in certain communities, you do have to have a city inspection prior to listing your home that's required. Okay. It's in Minneapolis, it's called the truth in housing inspection. You have to have that. Mm -hmm. But when you sell your home and you're not in a city that requires that the answer is no. And the reason being is that the buyer is going to have their own inspection. Okay. Okay and we'll deal with that then. As professionals with our team, we will go through the house and we will take a look at all parts of the house and we will let you know if we see any red flags. Okay, we're, we're experienced enough to know that. But should you do the expenditure? I just don't think it's worth a $400 expenditure because the buyer has not built up that trust with you as a seller and is not going to use your inspection they're going to hire their own. Right. So I don't think you're going to get the value out of it that you might otherwise think. Okay.
1: Another question from Dan, is it necessarily bad to sell your home in the winter? No, no. The answer is no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about that because that sure. comes up all the time, right? So. I'm going to wait for the spring market. Yep. That's a, that's a very common thought and a very common conversation that we have. So it's not a wrong question, it is a question that comes up all the time. I did a study back in 2013 and at that point, I think in the Twin Cities market, there was like 53,000 sides in 30, 13 county metro area for the year that had sold. And when you take a look at then break it down in the percentage of homes that sell by month, now it's all gonna equal 100%, right? But in December and January, yes, there was less sales. There was like 6% of the sales happened in each of those months. Now, talk about it ballooning. It doesn't balloon. In the summer month in July, I think was the highest, and it was at 9%. Okay. Okay? So almost every month was equal.
2: And there's probably that many few buyers, right? So it equals out in that respect, too?
0: Right. That's a, you're, you're, you're coming on where I'm going next. And that is when you're selling in the winter time, you have less competition. That's a good thing when you're selling your home, right? And the buyer, it'd be better to have
2: more competition. If I'm selling my home, more people wanting to buy my home.
0: Well, I can tell you in the springtime, there's a lot more looky loose too. And we, we call them looky lose okay, just because okay. just because they're interested in real estate, you know. There's a reason HGTV is popular. Of oh course my God. open concept, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but but during that springtime, you're with looky lose. I mean, they just haven't been pre-qualified. They're not ready to take that step yet. Yet they're entering your home to take a look. Okay. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. And when you have more competition, you also have a greater ability to sell the house down the street for them because um, you might not be priced right. You might have one less bedroom and they came through and saw yours and found the other to be of more value. Okay. Um, In the wintertime, the buyers, they might be less, but they are also very serious. So there's a lot of, and, and also you think about listing a home over December Christmas time. I mean, the street looks beautiful right with all the lights mm-hmm. yes. inside the oh, homes. It's very point. homey yeah. and cozy. Warm. It can show really yeah. well.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Another question, which if I was a real estate agent, I'd probably ask you the same thing. Are you hiring exi- existing real estate agents or looking to grow your staff? Yes. Of course. No doubt. Yep. Could you
2: explain that process because I was lucky enough to go through your story Mm-hmm. which is part of your um, interview process, right? You kind of do a life story for people. We do. Which I found was very fascinating that your life story, Chris, that, which we could talk about some other time. But <laughs> when you're hiring a new realtor, what is your process and what characteristics are you looking
0: for? Well, I, well, we're always looking for talent. Now, talent is kind of a weird word. in the fact that I think we all have talents. So, I think probably the biggest part for us is a cultural fit Mm. and so i mean we have a very defined process in which we sit down multiple times to make sure that we find the right fit and we want to learn everything that we can about a potential team member so we are going to go into a life story kind of event um, where we can learn about them we find that to be really important and Going back to that, I was, um, I think you guys will find this really cool, is that I was listening to a podcast, and I listened to multiple varieties, but this one was Peter King. And Peter King, you would think it's all sports, and I love sports. Me too. Um, but it was he was actually interviewing <laughs> Barack Obama's, um, one of his guys on the staff that was with him for a long time, and I can't remember the guy's name. But it just struck, struck me that they were talking about when Barack Obama w- and the campaign was starting to take off. And they had to in like big groves hire a lot of people, right? Right. The Barack Obama said to the hiring staff one key thing: he's like, "Don't hire assholes." (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, so simple. It It is. It it really is. And what does that mean, right? And that meant that the people that were on staff and Barack's staff they were connected. They had a strong connection. Our group has a strong connection. And you wouldn't want to bring it, no matter what their talent, no matter what their experience, you wouldn't want to bring in anyone that could crack that, right? that could ruin that.
2: This one bad apple can bring every, everybody down, right?
1: Yeah. It's
2: so true.
1: It's awesome. Leah Leah just just chimed in. Looking for a great real estate company? These are your people.
0: Thanks Leah. Oh, That's awesome. awesome. We appreciate you.
1: Another, what's uh actually which is a great question because we were just, I just wanted to transition to it. Brainerd, the Brainerd Lakes area. Yep. Do you help people buy and sell lake and cabin homes?
0: We do. Right? Mm-hmm. And what we found over our experience was that a lot of our current Minneapolis clients, St. Paul, the twin cities area they either had a home a cabin to sell or they were looking to invest or buy a cabin themselves up in brainerd and you know it really takes and there's a lot of great agents up there and unfortunately i found a bad referral one time and it really made me ponder that well what if i what if we serviced that client up there instead of transitioning it to some other system some other agent And that was the precipitous for us being able really to take that transition. And we realized that a lot of the people that are buying cabins up in the Twin, uh, up in Brainerd are typically coming from the Mm -hmm. Twin City area. Mm -hmm. So we can be that bridge um, on finding um, a buyer for a cabin up there. And we do have experience and expertise up there. So is the market any
2: different up there compared to the Twin Cities? As far as listings and buyers and.
0: So it is a little bit different, of course. It it blossoms in the summer, in the that spring that and early fall for sure.
1: And it does actually. Our team was up there. We shoot for some resorts up there. We just we were just at Arrowwood. Great. Resort live. Shout out to Arrowwood. Yes, awesome. I love them. Um with trying to sell real estate up there, is it is it much more niche, would you say? I see a lot of Troy and I talked about this the other day as well about vacation homes and people trying to to open their house up for vacations and stuff. With selling real estate up there, is it are, are houses selling at the same rate would you say as Minneapolis or as or as the Twin Cities or is it is it much slower up there? Is it much more of a niche? Um what uh what is it like trying to sell up in Brainerd as opposed to the Twin Cities?
0: I I think real estate is very common uh, among the industries and you know it it's kind of that simple thing i mean you have 10 homes for sale the best two or three are going to sell all the time consistently in a very quick fashion mm-hmm. because it's a value based system and when buyers see the value and the value comes in many ways of course size location condition um it, all of that factors in and so they're going to make decisions based upon that. They do that up in Brainerd too. Right. And right. When depending upon the lake and the cabin and proximity to downtown Niswa proximity to a bike trail part, you know, all of that factors in. Mm-hmm. Well, and when it matches, it can either be a quick sale or it could sit on the market for a while. And that's just like here.
2: A common thread Chris that you've been talking about a lot is culture yeah and you brought that up multiple times and I look around this room here and I see vision boards mm-hmm. of your team which is so amazing to it which you wish you guys could see these vision boards
0: did you uh, get together with your team and do those together yeah we get together a couple times a year and make sure that all of the team members are growing towards their vision board growing towards their goals mm-hmm. Um It's really, really important that um, our team is going forward. Sure. Um, So how do you, um, throughout the year, how do you
2: encourage them? Do you just kind of come in here sometimes and pick out a few things and ask them
0: how they're doing on this or that? That's a really good point. I, I don't think we've done that in a while, but we will go back to the boards and during a meeting we might look over at them. Cause this is our meeting room mm-hmm. and we will say, Hey, you just accomplished that goal. Oh yeah. Right? That's so cool. Um, like Jill and Brian, one of their visions was to buy a cabin. They bought their cabin oh, this year. That great. I see Disney
2: world on there for some and right. That's what, that's what makes you a family and what is what culture is all about. It's not just how many sales did you get this month? Right? Right. It's like, You know, there's a direct correlation, obviously, between your success and going to Disney World. But you can focus on things like, um, what else do we have here? Just awesome trips, like on mountains and things like that. People want to do, and it's just amazing
0: stuff. And don't you see this too? That in, um, and I see it at church a lot too. That when we're when we're dealing with our our fellow co-workers and, and other people out in society. I mean, I think one of the biggest things people want today is time.
1: Of course. One of the most important assets we have. It's everything. The most it important the asset. M- it is the most important Gary Vaynerchuk, asset. Gary Yes, right? that's the most important asset we have.
0: Right. And that's where the synergy of, so going back to that initial question of why teams, yes. they, like the, the team was brought to us because we wanted time. We see that as a single agent it can dominate you seven days a week and it. And when you're successful and it can dominate you more than eight hours a day, of course, right? Yes. But, but not managed well, that can tear you away from family that can tear you away from experiences that grow you as an individual and different things. Mm-hmm. And so what we wanted to do hopefully correctly is bring together a group of individuals that we can bless each other and bless our clients and actually achieve some of those time standards that we're all searching for. Mm. That's everything, that's great.
1: Well said, well said. Anything Angel? I have no more questions for no you, Chris. Questions? I'm just impressed by, by, I love your office, I'm impressed by your ability to to show everybody exactly what you're doing. I'm I'm really impressed by how much gratitude you have towards your team, because that's one of the most important things for me. It yeah. almost gets me choked up. Um, When you have true gratitude for your team and you have true gratitude for your area and serving people Mm -hmm, there, mm -hmm. there's just nothing better. And there's just nothing more fulfilling as an entrepreneur, as gratitude for your team and serving people in your community. Thank you, Chris. I'm impressed.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Chris. I'm blessed. So. Awesome.
1: Thank you, guys. This has been Angel Talamantis and Troy Thompson of Pinnacle Insurance with Click Leads Local. Until next time, guys, we're signing off.